Hello there. I'm Aaron Martell, and welcome to Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews, a podcast where we talk about and review a rock album of our choice. I'm flying solo this episode. It's been a while since I've done this, and this time I'm going to review Jim Croce's 1973 album, Life and Times. And before I get into the episode, I need to give shout-outs to two new members of our Patreon, David Hudson and Ian Rice from the State of America podcast. Welcome aboard, fellas. And to all the listeners out there, if you dig what we do and would like to help support the show, head on over to the Patreon website or download the Patreon app and look up Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews under Creators. There are four tiers to make a monthly donation from $1 to $4, and depending on which tier you join, you get exclusive perks, such as early access to the regular podcast episodes, access to Patreon-exclusive bonus episodes and polls, a monthly show called Bullshit, where we just gather with the patrons and talk about anything we want, and there's other rewards that just let us say thank you for the support. We've got a small but cool community going on over there, so check it out. And once again, David and Ian, you didn't have to do that. You've got your own awesome podcast and your own Patreon page. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And thanks to all the listeners, whether you're patrons or not. Now back to the episode. As I've said many times on this podcast, I dig my 60s and 70s singer-songwriters from Simon and Garfunkel to Elton John, and mostly that came directly from my parents. They both liked the music of different singer-songwriter artists with a little overlap with each other, but Jim Croce was one of my mother's guys. She had a couple of his albums. So this is yet another record I heard in the house growing up, and it's safe to say I've been a Jim Croce fan since before I went to kindergarten. Now I'll give you some basic facts about this album, ripped straight from Wikipedia. Life in Times is the fourth studio album by American singer-songwriter Jim Croce, released on July 1, 1973 on ABC Records in the United States and Vertigo Records in the United Kingdom. It was produced by Terry Cashman and Tommy West and was recorded in 1972 at the Hit Factory, New York City, New York. It reached number 7 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart and is certified gold by the RIAA. And here is the musician's lineup card. We have Jim Croce on rhythm guitar and vocals, Kenny Asher on organ, Terry Cashman on backing vocals, Gary Chester on drums, Ellie Greenwich on backing vocals, Michael Kamen on oboe, David Spinoza on electric guitar, Joe Macho on bass, Maury Mullinson on acoustic guitar and backing vocals, Alan Rolnick on electric guitar, Tasha Thomas on backing vocals, Eric Weisberg on fiddle, Tommy West on bass, piano, and backing vocals, Willie Slim McCoy on backing vocals, and Peter Dino on strings arrangement. Additionally, all tracks are written by Jim Croce. Okay, let's head on over into a track-by-track analysis of this album. The opening track is One Less Set of Footsteps. And you've been talking in silence What if it's silent you adore What if it's one less set of footsteps On your floor in the morning What if it's one less set of footsteps On your floor One less man to walk in One less pair Turn to dust. 
So this comes across like a folksy, country-ish pop tune, more up-tempo and very pleasant to the ears. There are no hard edges to this music. There's a lot of subtle instrumentation. There's piano played by producer Tommy West, electric guitar licks pushed to the background from Alan Rolnick, a simple drum beat from Gary Chester, and nice melodic bass from Joe Macho. But the basic Jim Croce sound is based on the acoustic guitar, with Croce himself on rhythm and his right-hand man, Maury Mullinson, on lead. And Mullinson is crucial to the sound. He's an expert embellisher. He weaves in and out of the tunes and always comes up with creative, tasteful parts and fills to enhance the songs. When Mullinson and Croce met and formed a musical partnership in 1970, it was Croce backing Mullinson. But as Croce's songwriting developed, the roles reversed, and Mullinson settled into the lead guitarist role behind Croce. And of course, Croce himself is on lead vocals and rhythm guitar. And he's got a slightly nasal, deceptively plaintive voice that's limited in range, but his tone has a clear, pleasant quality that Croce smartly uses to his advantage. He doesn't push his voice. He never strains it. It allows him to tell his tales and communicate the emotion of his lyrics in a manner that's easily understandable and easily digestible. As a songwriter, Croce's lyrics are direct, to the point, and occasionally clever, and are delivered in simple but effective pop melodies and incredibly catchy choruses. This song deals with a narrator leading a silver-tongued woman as he's tired of her seeing other men and he's out of there, summed up in the chorus. Well, there'll be one less set of footsteps on your floor, one less man to walk in, one less pair of jeans upon your door, one less voice a-talkin'. It gets the record off to a promising start and was the first single from the album that reached number 37 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart. The next track is Roller Derby Queen. This has an easy, loping shuffle rhythm that'll make you bob your head, and the sound rounds out with West Piano beefing up the rhythm, Mullinson adding acoustic guitar flourishes, and David Spinoza tossing in electric guitar licks and fills. Croce's singing about how he fell in love with the roller derby queen he saw on TV, roller derby being the women's contact sport on roller skates that saw a spike in popularity in the 70s. As people were looking for the outrageous, over-the-top fistfights between the players, the way that some people watched ice hockey for the fighting at the same time, the narrator describes his dream girl as a 5'6", 215-pound, bleach-blonde mama built like a refrigerator with a head. Croce often had a streak of humor in his lyrics, and this is one of the best examples of that. Again, it has an impossibly catchy chorus enhanced by the backing vocals provided by Ellie Greenwich, Tasha Thomas, and Tommy West. And I defy you to not sing round and round, around and round by the end of the tune. This is one of my favorite Jim Croce songs, and it puts a smile on my face every time I hear it. The following track is Dreamin' Again. Don't you know I had a dream last night? You were here with me. Lying by my side so soft and warm And you said you thought it over You said that you were coming home But when I woke up 
I'm a dream, it was gone. So this is an example of another major style that Croce was a master of, the tender ballad. This has Croce and Mullinson's excellent guitar arpeggio interplay with subtle piano and bass accompaniment. Croce's voice is very effective for this type of song. He's sensitive without over-emoting. He lets the lyrics do the emotional lifting for him, so when he reaches for higher notes, they have more impact. Lyrically, the narrator is struggling with a painful breakup. He dreams of being back with her, and when he wakes up, reality slaps him in the face. Croce is excellent at conveying heartbreak and tenderness without dipping too far into schmaltz, and this walks that balance beam just right. The next track is Careful Man. I don't gamble. I don't fight. I don't be hanging in the bars at night Yeah, I used to be a fighter, but now I am a wiser man I don't drink much, I don't smoke I don't be hardly mess around with no dough Yeah, I used to be a problem, but now I am a careful man But if you used to want to see a commotion You should have seen the man that I used to be I was troubled in perpetual motion this is an up-tempo country shuffle. In addition to the acoustic guitars, Chester skips that drumbeat along, and Macho walks that bass right with him. West adds honky-tonk piano, and Eric Weisberg plays the fiddle that gives the tune some old-time country authenticity. Croce sings of a man who was once trouble in perpetual motion, trouble with a capital T, hanging out in bars looking for a fight. But now he's older and wiser. He's tired. That was his old life. Now he doesn't gamble or fight. Hell, he doesn't even drink much anymore. This shows Croce delving headfirst into country sounds and making them his own. The following track is Alabama Rain. Driving movies Friday nights Drinking beer and laughing Somehow things were always right just don't know what happened but Now and then I find myself Thinking of the days When we were walking in the Alabama rain We were only kids more pretty guitar interplay between Croce and Mullinson. This has a lazy, mellow groove that's underlined by Spinoza's heavily reverbed and floating electric guitar lines, West folksy piano, and to bring the folk flavor home, Mullinson on whining harmonica. Croce's voice is pleasantly wistful, nostalgic, and lyrically he's looking back on a youthful, simpler time. Lazy summer days with his first love, with drive-in movies, Friday nights drinking beer and laughing, walking together in the warm Alabama rain. There's something universal in the sentiment, and as I get older, songs like these dig deeper. The next track is A Good Time Man Like Me Ain't Got No Business Singing the Blues. Singing the blues For the good time man like me Ain't got no business Singing the blues 
This is another easy rolling folk rock tune with blues overtones. It's got Chester brushing the drums, Macho adding gently melodic bass underneath, the usual Croce Mullinson guitar interplay, and an organ part played by Ken Asher that adds a higher melodic element that catches the ear. The lyrics this time are fairly generic by Croce's standards. He's a man that went from being a happy-go-lucky guy to a miserable fuck because of his woman. She's messed him up and he wants her gone. Now, there's nothing wrong with this track per se. It just doesn't resonate with me as much. And Jim Croce is too good of a songwriter to toss something off like this. It's Aaron's Stinky Stinker. So let's flip the imaginary record over and drop the imaginary needle on Next Time, This Time. If you get to feeling all alone When your good time friends have all got up and gone don't come knocking around my door Because I've heard your lines before well, There ain't gonna be a next time this time Cause woman's starting right now I'm gonna get your name in your pretty face, girl And write you off as a bad mistake You know that some women, they are lovers on the surface, there's a formula to Croce's mellow numbers. The descending acoustic guitar arpeggios, the piano accompaniment, even Croce's melodies and vocal cadences can have a similar vibe to the casual listener. But if you give them a few listens, you pick up on the subtle differences and unique perspectives in the songwriting. This one features an oboe of all things, played by the late Michael Kamen, rest in peace, that taps into the emotional core of the song. Lyrically, the narrator warns his former lover that when she's feeling lonely, and he knows she will, don't even bother trying to contact him. He's through with her. He knows her game. She ought to be ashamed of the things she does to men. I wouldn't call this track a highlight, and it's kind of an odd choice to open side two, but I still dig it. The following track is Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Alright, here we go. In my opinion, this is the track that should have opened the record's second side. It's driven by Tommy West's rollicking piano over an up-tempo shuffle rhythm and Mullinson's bluesy acoustic guitar leads. Croce was a phenomenal storyteller, occasionally singing about seedy bars and pool halls and the cast of characters who populated them, and these are people he was very familiar with. And Croce said that Leroy Brown was inspired by a guy he was in the army with, a cat who ended up going AWOL and eventually arrested. Leroy Brown is one bad motherfucker. He's 6'4 and an intimidating presence on the south side of Chicago, wearing fancy clothes, carrying concealed weapons, and driving fancy cars. The men around him fear him, and the women want to be with him. But on this occasion, while shooting dice at a bar, he fancies a girl named Doris, and her husband is having none of that. They get into a brawl, and Leroy ends up looking like a jigsaw puzzle with a couple of pieces gone. There are big group backing vocals and hand claps in the unbelievably catchy chorus. And throughout the track, you can hear faint voices like making whoops and comments. 
This is one of Jim Croce's best known and signature tunes, certainly a favorite of mine. My mom once said she would laugh watching four-year-old Aaron stomping around the house singing the chorus. And it was the second single that reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Croce's second and last number one hit. The next track is These Dreams. Now we're just lonely people Trying to forget each other's names What came between us Maybe we were just too young to know But now and then I feel the same And sometimes at night I think I hear you calling my name The instrumentation is simplified with the usual Croce Mulinson combination, Macho's bass, and a lush string section arranged by Pete Dino that elevates the tune and pulls you into the heartache expressed in the lyrics. The narrator is once again dealing with heartbreak over a breakup, but in this case, he only feels the hurt. He doesn't understand how it could have fallen apart, and he thinks that maybe they were too young at the time, but he's still struggling to make sense of it. He relies on his dreams of recalling his name to get through the day. This is gorgeously arranged and is one of my very favorite Jim Croce ballads. It's very affecting. The penultimate track is Speedball Tucker. I drive a broke-down rig on May 5 ties, 40 foot of overload. A lot of people say that I'm crazy because I don't know how to dig it slow. I got a broomstick on the throttle. I got a rope it up and he'll ride down. Non-stop back to Dallas. Popping them a West Coast turnarounds And they call me Speedball Speedball Tucker Terror of the highway And all them other truckers Will tell you that the boy is mad You be driving in a rig like that A twangy acoustic guitar lick Between the two guitarists opens this And then it goes into an up-tempo Country folk rock tune With only the jaunty guitars Chester's steady drums And Macho's active moving bass line Is the only instrumentation to be heard Croce sings in first person as the titular speedball Tucker, a long-haul trucker, driving a broken-down, overloaded rig while hopped up on amphetamines and coffee to make good time. This dude is known on the highways as a madman. He don't drive the speed limit, and he don't care how bad the weather is. It finally catches up to him, and the last verse, he finally gets stopped by the Georgia State Police for speeding. I love this track. It showcases Croce's fantastic storytelling skills. And as my father was a long-haul trucker, I always think of him when this comes on. And that brings us to the final track, It Doesn't Have to Be That Way. And the windy winter avenues Just don't seem the same And the Christmas carols sound like blues But the choir is not to blame but it doesn't have to be that way What we had should never have ended I'll be dropping by today Cause we could easily get it together tonight 
So we closed the album on another mournful ballad with our core musicians of Croce and Mullinson on guitar, Macho on bass, Chester on drums, and West on piano, all setting the light, folky vibe. And Croce is in gentle voice as the narrator is once more lamenting a breakup. And as he walks around the city during the holiday season, all the Christmas decorations he sees and Christmas carols that he hears reminds him of the relationship and makes him wish it hadn't ended. The difference in this song is that he plans to stop by her place and see if there's a chance of a reconciliation, ending things in both the song and the album on a hopeful note. Though we've heard other tunes like this one already, this is still a pretty track and I'm with it. This was the third and final single that reached number 64 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Now that the track by track is completed, I'll give you my final thoughts and album ratings. For you new listeners, the rating is a 0-5 to system, with 5 being a favorite album of ours, all the way down to a 0, which looks like Leroy Brown's face after the fight. Jim Croce is an artist I feel like I've known all of my life, and that's basically true. He came up in the early 70s and had three albums in a row that spawned multiple hit singles and made him, if not a household name, an easily recognizable one when you hear his music. Those records are mostly split down the middle between up-tempo country folkish soft rock and intimate ballads. And Croce as a songwriter was a master of story songs, character sketches, and heartfelt lyrics. He came across like a folky troubadour with his bushy mustache, acoustic guitar, and constant cigar in his mouth. But his songs have a deceptive musical sophistication to them and an identifiable signature sound with the intricate guitar interplay between himself and right-hand man Maury Mullinson. The guitars often sound to me like jingling, shimmering rainfall. Life in Times is the second of those aforementioned records, and unfortunately would be the last album released in Croce's lifetime, as on the night of September 20th, 1973, Croce and five others, including Mullinson, were killed when their chartered Beechcraft E-18S plane crashed into a tree during takeoff in Natchitoches, Louisiana, while on the Life in Times tour. Croce was 30 years old, and Mullinson was 24. Croce's final album, I Got a Name, was released posthumously. Another example of amazing talents taken too soon, and though he had planned to take a break from the music business after the tour was over, I can't help but think that someday Croce would have returned to give us more music at some point. But at least he left us with a short and sweet discography, only five albums. And I'll be honest with you, the three ABC records have the same basic sound with a few minor variations here and there, and there is a sameness to the songs that I mentioned earlier that might seem a little repetitive to the casual listener. As a matter of fact, I would suggest to those people to get Croce's greatest hits collection, Photographs and Memories. It really does collect his strongest songs. I mean, if I was reviewing that album now, I'd give it a five easily. And in my opinion, that's the Jim Croce album that most people need to own. Unless you're a fan like me, who digs the subtle nuances and variations in the songwriting that a deeper dive into the catalog would reveal. I give Life and Times a solid four. And just like in many of Jim Croce's songs, I get a nostalgic pang in my belly whenever I hear his records. Thanks, Mom. And from the R4 podcast, Maurice T. Mullinson and James Joseph Croce. Rest in peace. And that's going to do it for this episode. You can find this podcast on all the podcasting platforms wherever you listen to them. If you like what you hear, please subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a review. If you'd like to contact us directly, we can be reached at RidiculousRockRecords at gmail.com or also on the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews Facebook page, where there's a link to hear each podcast. 
We're also on Twitter at R4PodcastAaron and Instagram under R4Podcaster. If you feel the podcast has value and would like to make a contribution to support it, please head over to Patreon and the Ridiculous Rock Record Reviews page and sign up on one of the monthly tiers. Feel free to leave all of your feedback, comments, reviews, and or suggestions at any of those places I just described. We'd love to hear from you. So for the R4 Podcast, I'm Aaron, and see ya! Yeah, he was better than old King Kong, and meaner than a jungle. He came across like a folky troubadour with his bushy mustache, a cute mustache. <laughs> look, at, look at that rug. Can you believe that thing? Holy shit. Can you imagine all the food and fluids that thing caught in his lifetime? Oh my God. That thing must have smelled like a cross between a garbage truck and a strip club. And, uh, I probably won't leave that in.